as we look at Luke 13, 1 to 5, we are beginning a five-part series on what is the purpose for all human suffering. Most of the time when we suffer, we don't know the micro reasons. We don't know the thousands of things God is doing when we suffer. But the Bible gives us macro macro reasons for why we suffer. It gives us at least five, and we're going to take a session on each one. So, Father, as we tackle this huge issue of why there is suffering in the world, that is, what is what's the purpose of it? What's the design in it? What do you mean to bring about through it? I pray that you would give faithfulness to your word and wisdom and humility and make us strong to face what you bring our way. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's a summary of where we're going. Five purposes of all, and I think it applies to all, human suffering. Repentance, we're going to look at Luke 13. It is meant to lead us to rely more heavily on God, 2 Corinthians 1, 8, 9. It's meant to make us more righteous, Hebrews 2, 6, 9 to 10. It's meant to increase our reward in heaven, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. And it's meant to reveal the moral outrage of sin in Romans 8, 20 to 23. So here we go in Luke 13, 1 to 5, reason number one. Let's see what it is. There were some present at that very time who told him, Jesus, about the Galileans whose blood Pilate mingled with their sacrifices. So this was a horrible thing. Pilate evidently had killed or at least maimed um, Galilean uh, people and then taken the blood that they were shedding, mingled it with the sacrifices they had brought to the temple and committed this huge atrocity. And Jesus, he answered them, the ones who, who brought him that news, do you think that these, these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans? Because they suffered in this horrible way. And he answers that question, no, they weren't. I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And then he doesn't stop there. He, he presses on with the same point, And he himself adds another event. This, we could call this an atrocity. Uh, caused by humans, namely Pilate. And now he brings in what we could call a, a calamity or maybe better, an accident. At least from a human standpoint, accident. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, so all the others who lived in Jerusalem, not just Galilee, but Jerusalem, 
unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, the key, it seems to me, is what Jesus goes out of his way to deny here. They came evidently assuming that, oh my, if something this horrible happened to these Galileans, that they should have their blood mingled with their sacrifices, they must have done something horrible. And Jesus says they were not, they were not worse sinners than all the other Galileans. And then he goes on and says the same thing about these 18. So these people, evidently, they're just milling around at the Tower of Siloam. And for some reason, maybe it was under construction, I don't know, it fell. And, and 18 people died in the collapse of this tower and People say, whoa, uh, they, they were just walking by. They, they must have been doing something very evil in their life. And Jesus says, no, no, they were not worse offenders, not worse sinners or worse offenders. So what he's denying is that we can identify how bad people are by how much they suffer. Don't do that, he said. In fact, he, he does something exactly the opposite. What does he affirm? He affirms that we, you, unless you, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. In other words, don't think that they were worse sinners or worse um, offenders. In fact, you are just as liable to perishing as they are, and you better be about the business of repenting, or you're going to likewise perish. So he deflects attention away from how bad they were to how bad we all are. That's the amazing thing here. And when he says that we will likewise perish, we will likewise perish, what does that mean? Does that mean if you don't repent, then you're going to have your blood mingled with the sacrifices? No, it can't mean that because he said the same thing about you're going to die under a tower. So if you don't repent, you're going to fall prey to this atrocity of uh, being killed by Pilate. And if you don't repent, you're going to die under a tower. So clearly he's not trying to say with this word, likewise, that you experience the same precise punishment that these people did. He means, and he can't mean death, right? He can't mean just ordinary death because if you repent, you'll be spared this perishing. If you repent, you'll be spared. So wouldn't you agree that he's pointing to the ultimate perishing that all of us will experience if we don't repent? And so what's the lesson that he's drawing here? He's he's drawing the, the lesson that these these people came to him with news. Oh, Jesus, have you heard about the atrocity of what happened when Pilate mingled the people's blood with their sacrifices? Tell us about what that means, about how wicked these people were. And Jesus turns it right on its head. And he says, look, stop being amazed at how they suffered this atrocity. Stop being amazed at how people just died under the tower in Siloam. What you should be amazed is that you, you 
were not killed with those sacrifices. You didn't get killed under that tower. That's what you should be amazed at. You have been given some time, and the whole point now that he is making of this suffering is they should repent. So the point of this text is not that it states explicitly God's design in all this suffering. The point is, what does Jesus do with the suffering of the world, like an atrocity by a world leader or like an accident of a falling tower? And what Jesus does with it is make it a lesson of how you, we all, we must repent. Whenever we see suffering, we should assume, I deserve that. I deserve that. And therefore, I need to be reminded that I must repent. And if you need some confirmation of this, remember this text in Revelation where the end of the age is being described with these plagues that the angels are pouring out. The fourth angel poured out um, his bowl on the sun and it was allowed to scorch people with fire and they were scorched by the fierce heat and they cursed the name of God who had the power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and their sores and they did not repent. What's the point? The point is these sores and these plagues should have led people to repent, but it didn't. And so purpose number one of all suffering as Jesus makes it out in Luke 13 is Repentance, all human suffering is meant to summon us all to repentance toward God by reminding us all that we all deserve to experience this suffering or worse.